This podcast is wild. Welcome into Lonely Town, a podcast about the killers with Jimmy and Derek. And this week, we're going to be talking about This River is Wild, and I'm nervous because this is a uh, one I don't I don't want to mess this one up. Um, it's a lot of people's favorite songs. I know it's Jimmy's favorite song, and there's a lot to cover. There's there's a lot in here, and even since we've started doing this show and listening back to things uh, from the first time that we kind of mentioned and talked about this song, uh, a lot more has came to light as far as uh, just things that kind of pieced together in, in my head that might be about or might be mentioned or uh, so on and so forth. So um, buckle on up. This might be a longer episode and hopefully we do it justice, but I'm excited about it. On the way over uh, to record, I probably listened on repeat to this three or four times, and then I went and listened to a couple live versions a couple times. So I got it fresh in my head, but I'm still hoping we can we can do it justice, Jimmy. Yeah, like you said, there's a lot of topics that uh, we'll bring up that are found other places in Samstown. That's that's what I like about it is I've always liked this song, but I, I didn't see all those connections before because we spent the last couple weeks or months diving deep into the symbols and themes and topics of all these Samstown songs that have Nephi references or Nephi, uh, Nephi-related lyrics. And I wanted to start this one by, just like last episode, starting with Brandon's own words about the song so that we're not having to convince you that this is about Nephi because Brandon has said it is. For NME Magazine, he did an interview where he gave a breakdown, a little paragraph about each song on Samstown and about This River is Wild, this is what he said. It's a strange one. Some people already hate it. Some people like it. But the ones who love it are diehard. I love it. If ever there's been a musical journey, this is it. When I listen to it, I don't want it to end. Each chorus is different. That's untypical of us. So it's our shot at doing something different. This is also the most literal song here. I was born in Las Vegas, but I grew up in a small town in Utah called Nephi, and the whole idea of escaping it and the excitement of that prospect is all captured on this. So after I read that, I thought, I see a lot of Nephi in here, but I worry there's probably more that I'm missing because he says this is the most literal song, and it's about this. And there's a lot in here that doesn't seem that literal to me that's... I have a hard time figuring out what he's talking about when he's talking about clouds falling from the sky and running for the hills before they burn. And the fact that this river is wild, what's the river? What's wild about it? You know, we'll, we'll get to it, but it's, it's not like, I mean, it would be literal if the song was called getting out of town or, you know, I can't live here no more. This town was meant for passing through. could be the title because it's in the song, but it's not, it's this river is wild. Yeah, I had some of the same thoughts. Uh, the river is wild, and obviously that could be, you know, a lot of different meanings to that. Uh, but when I think of Nephi, we don't really have a river anywhere near Nephi. We have uh, the Salt Creek, or Creek, depending on who you are, that passes through town. Uh, we have a few other uh, kind of bodies of water that run out to, like, farm and irrigate fields and that kind of a thing. But uh, we have the hollow that might have water this year because it's been really wet but for most of the years that's just been dried up so when you think of a river there's not really a river through or around nephi so yeah uh, just the, the title alone when the quickest river running through town used to be the canal that that went through the middle of the golf course and if you hit your ball in it you had to run you had to sprint down to the 
to the canal so you could get because it was so the water was going so fast and it was so narrow that if you didn't get there quick your boat would be long gone yeah there's a yeah there's i mean i guess yeah. there's that that stuff running buying around the golf course yeah but just it, irrigation canals even at that I don't, I don't think anything would be not, confused with with that but uh, we start off with not uh, the mississippi for sure with the leaves are falling down on the beautiful ground and i wanted to ask you if you knew I don't know that you will or, or won't, but when Brandon left for Vegas, do you know what time of year that was? No, I don't. Because I don't think it was a complete end of the school year. I don't know for sure. But to me, it seems like it was kind of a mid-year thing. And I don't know if it was towards the fall. I, I don't know. It could have been the spring. It could have been any time, really. I don't know. But I was wondering if it was, uh, with how this opens up, if it happened to be the fall, just because of, of the theme of uh, the leaves in, in the fall. Um, I'm assuming that's these are the fall leaves coming down on the beautiful ground. And then I'm going to jump ahead to right when this opens. I'm picturing the Nephi City Park uh, on Main Street with all the trees there. And, you know, when, when the leaves start coming down, it just fills the ground there. Um, I don't know for sure. I mean, it could be the canyon. It could be anywhere around town. But just with uh, the hippie in the park and stuff where we get to a little later, the opening shot in my mind is, is right there on Main Street, center of town. And we got leaves coming down. Um, I was curious when Brandon actually left. I was thinking it might have been uh, around fall. And that could be kind of uh, more the literal part of the song. Uh, could have been leaving in the fall. But I don't know that for a fact. So I was just wondering if you did. Yeah. Well, I, it reminds me of when Pressure Machine came out. He said the reason one of the things that brought up the idea to do the album was that he was living in Utah during COVID. And he was experiencing the Four Seasons. And I guess leaves don't fall in Vegas very much because they're just palm palm leaves. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's either way hot or hot. It's not really cold ever. Well, I mean, not like we'd say here. Well, right after the leaf part, it uh, introduces this mysterious man in red that we've brought up a few times over the last few years. Well, we, we brought it up, and we've had different answers. And I I think uh, I think one of our the the victims that said it was a uh, the. Uh, circus ring ringmaster yeah i think they're right on to something there we've, we've debated whether it was the devil santa claus um <laughs> but i think if you uh go back we don't know the uh way the album was originally wrote so i don't think it's in chronological order of how brandon wrote it they they you know you get some songs and you put some here some there some don't make the cut some do um i think if you go back to you know a, a trampoline and a high trapeze and there's a lot of themes about a circus going on and getting into a place, doing your show and leaving town and kind of how that was Brandon's dream was to get out of town and go join the circus here. So I think it would make sense that it's a ringmaster. I mean, it could be symbolic of a lot of different things, but uh, going on to the, the city wall and the big trapeze, uh, for me, that kind of clicked that we have the ringmaster, man in red, and he's just going to tell Brandon some, some words of wisdom here. When we get to the end, too, I'm, I'm jumping all over. I'm not trying to, but you kind of have to. It's hard not to. Uh, we get to the end, and it talks about the fairgrounds and the dust and uh, everybody leaving town and circus and the crew. That references the Stampede Rodeo, which we've talked about a lot, uh, I feel. But with the rodeo came the carnival. And the carnival was like, I don't know. It was like excitement coming into town. There was a little fear. There was a little excitement. There was a little uh, danger. There was... It was just different. It was something different that came to our town, which a lot of stuff didn't come 
it was it, it was always the same. Nothing was really different in Nephi except for uh, that one weekend during the year when when the carnival would come to town, and. Um, the one time a year when the Metro gang unit would come down from Salt Lake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never knew what you were going to get. But uh, the person that ran the, the carnival, and we've talked about this before. I don't know if we've talked about this on the air, but me and Jimmy have had a conversation about this before. It was the City of Fun Carnival, and, and the guy wore blue, the guy that, that ran that, and how we knew who that guy was. It shows you how uh, exciting our lives were. <laughs> but the head carney... Uh, was was wearing blue so even when we talk about this we're like it doesn't make sense that wasn't that guy you know we, we took it pretty literal on, on what he was saying there but uh just thinking back or the guy that came in with with Ute stampede was like this big rodeo guy cotton, uh, rosser. cotton rosser with his one uh, you know missing some fingers on his hand he was a big big uh, cowboy man but he didn't come in in red either so it would make sense for for symbolically and for the story that this would be yeah, the ringmaster uh, with the with the circus coming to town that's running the crew, and it, it leads into other songs. So I don't know if this would be one of the first songs in the album, if it was chronological or not, but it uh, fits in there definitely with the theme. So I'm going to go on record and say I now believe that the man in red is the, the greatest showman on earth, the ringmaster of uh, the circus. Yeah, I agree. And I, you know, there wasn't a ringmaster, there wasn't a circus that came to Nephi. But it's close enough, and, you know, <laughs> the carnival was as close to the circus as you get, and, you know, he's, he's relating it to, to something more universal. And so I agree. And when it's interesting because in, in Read My Mind where it says a broken wrist and a big trapeze, you know, it gives you some of that circus imagery, but uh, it also shows you some of the danger that comes with it, getting a broken wrist because you fell on the trapeze. And... When it talks about the leaves falling down and, you know, for me, I think of <laughs> someone falling off somewhere high, you know, and he says it's a long, long, long way down and keep your head up high. There's just that theme gets gets repeated throughout the song. And then he says, especially when he says this town was meant for passing through. That's what one of the reasons that makes me think it's about the carnival for sure about uh, the ringmaster, because He's making this connection between wanting to get out of Nephi and the type of town that Nephi is. It's a town you just pass through. And the big exa- biggest example of something that would pass through once a year that was more exciting maybe than what normally happens in town was the carnival. You know? There's no maybe, Jimmy. Yeah. There's no maybe. Well, it's not all excitement. I mean, when you get guys starting to take baths in the creek, you know, it's, was always, it's not, you don't always be one to be around for exciting. all the parts of it. You can go to the public pool after that, that day sometimes, because I don't know, that's just what we did. Yeah, I, I think there's a, I mean, there's obviously some symbolic stuff here, but you know, the, the saying, hey, I think you better go ahead. I mean, go ahead, swing off the trapeze, keep your head up, keep looking forward, because uh, it's a long, long, long way down. But it could also be, you know, Brandon talking about this journey he's about to go on of, He's leaving home. He's going to go down to Vegas and live his life. I think at that time, I don't know that he had stars and uh, fame in the, in his mind that that's what he was going to do, but he was going to chase after whatever goals he had down there. He wanted something more exciting. He wanted something more <laughs> than, the, than the carnival coming to town. He wanted a circus circus hotel where he could go every, every night if he wanted to. I don't know. <clears throat> but some more options than what was going on there. 
and keeping your head up high and, and don't look down. I think that could be the same as like once you're there, you focus in, go do what your job's going to be and don't look back. It's a long, long, long way down. It's a long way back to Nephi or it's a long way down to Vegas. Like if this is what you're going to do, I don't know who's giving him advice here. We have the person as the ringmaster could be a parent, could be, I don't know, a trusted coworker. I'm not sure. It could be his inner voice, his inner head. But uh, he's getting this advice of, hey, if you're going to do this and you're going to go on this journey and you're going to leave, don't be one of those people that leave and come back in a couple months because you couldn't hack it. You got to keep your head up high. You got to go on, swing on that trapeze, even though it's dangerous, and you got to perform. And it sounds literal to the point of he was performing in a band and going on tour. But at the time, he was just getting out of town. And he was a, what, 16, 17-year-old kid. He was wanting to go be a professional golfer. <laughs> going, going, yeah, going to, to Vegas to pursue whatever was going that way. So I think if we're going to go literal, that's that's kind of how I'd take that. As, um, you know, there's the, the metaphor of the circus and all this going in town. But in his life at that point, it's just get out, don't look back, and it's a long way, long way down, so don't, don't fail. Yeah, and that's where we start getting into some of the – the comparisons with bling where I talked about, you know, some people had said it's, it's similar to Christ in the wilderness for 40 days. And one of the things that happens when Satan comes to Christ in the wilderness is he takes him to the pinnacle of the temple and tells him to jump off. And that's what I see here. When I read the story from the man in red, he said, the leaves are falling down. Such a beautiful sound. You know, this is a great thing that's happening. These things falling. Son, I think you'd better go ahead. Why don't you go ahead and take a leap? (laughs) Because it's a long, long, long way down. But keep your head up anyway. Yeah, another thing uh, while we're at it, because this town is meant for passing through. It it ain't nothing new. Um, Literally, Nephi was built. I mean, it wasn't built, but that's why it was there. Even go back to when Brigham Young sent people to found Nephi. So people leaving Salt Lake to go like towards St. George or Las Vegas or wherever would have a spot to stay. Um, It wasn't meant to be a, a big metropolis city. Before the freeway was built, there's a lot of those old hotels and restaurant, diner-type places that were in Nephi because of where it's located. It's almost almost in the center of the state, and it was built for people to come, fuel up, uh, spend the night, and get back on the road and get out of there. And now with I-15 and the freeway coming by, it's, it's the same. You can just go a little faster. So if you're going down to Nephi or up from wherever you're at, right off the freeway, there's you know, a couple truck stops, there's some gas stations, uh, there's some fast food places to eat, but it's really been designed as this is a place where you can get out, take a rest for a minute, go fuel up and get back on the road and get out of town. It's, uh, so it isn't anything new, even till uh, today. The town has changed quite a bit, even from when Brandon was there uh, in population and what's there. I mean, going back to the mid nineties till now, quite a bit has developed in Nephi and it's changed relatively. Quite a bit. Relatively, for Nephi, but, yeah. but I mean, really for, for Nephi. Yeah. Somebody uh, in London might joke, think it's funny that it went from 5,000 to 6,000. But when you think percentage wise, that's a big change. It's a big change in businesses and some things that have came in. It's different, but we're still just, I mean, one stoplight, one grocery store, multiple fueling stations. But, but that's really what Nephi is there for. A lot of people live in Nephi because um, it's it was cheaper to buy a house in Nephi. I don't know anymore real estate and all that's kind of always changing and stuff and prices are going up and, and, and different, but it was somewhere almost of a bedroom community where people could come and get an affordable place to live and they would drive to Provo or Salt Lake or wherever they worked from Nephi and make the commute 
because it was a little more affordable. Um, but that's kind of always been the mindset of it's just a it's a place to stop and to rest, but it's not really a a destination except for one week during the year when the carnies <laughs> come to town and the stampede. But you know, it, it is nothing new, and that's kind of what Nephi's uh, known for by a lot of people. If you're not from Nephi, that's what it's known for, is it's a place to stop, uh, take a pee, fuel up, and get out. Based on what we've learned about his family's history in Nephi, for a while his parents, we've learned, they owned the Starlight Motel, which, you know, the only people that would have come to stay there were people on the way through town. Tarek, tell us about working at a motel. You worked at a motel in Nephi. What I, was I worked like? at a motel in, in Nephi when I got home from my mission in, what was that, 2003 probably? I have to go back and think. Yep. I spent a summer working 20 at, years ago. That was a long time ago. I'm old. Do the math on that. Uh, but no, I, I worked at a hotel, uh, the Motel 6 on the south end of town. And I was there for kind of a summer um, from when I got home till I moved out, I guess. And it was it was interesting. Uh, it was an interesting place. The, the lady that ran it or managed it was very nice to me, but uh, would probably fit in with the misfits category, and I was pretty much left on my own. Even though she lived in a back apartment and had a, a kid and some boyfriends or whatever at the time, um, they just kind of do their own thing, which got kind of wild. Uh, but a lot of people would just come in and you know they'd be there for the night. They'd want to sit and talk a little bit, or not at all. You'd see people uh, coming in with people that you knew they weren't in relationships with, and I guess I had to be discreet about that, or I don't know if I had to or if I chose to. Uh, but it was kind of interesting when the carnival came to town, a lot of the people uh, that participated in the rodeo, uh, a lot of the the performers and stuff stayed there. It was kind of interesting. It was a side of Nephi that probably a lot of people haven't seen because it is people just coming through town. I remember there was a guy that his kid was in Rancid, the Rancid, the band, you know, and he wanted to talk to me about his son and, and this punk band and had people want to talk to me about UFOs and weird stuff. I had friends come and want to swim in the pool, and uh, there's all sorts of stuff that was going on there. So, I mean, you you worked at the, the campground, though. It was probably kind of similar to that. Yeah, but I was doing landscaping, so I wasn't didn't interact much with the people. Yeah. I uh, wonder what, do you remember what, I mean, assuming there's... Uh, High percentage of the people were just staying one night as they were passing through. It was oh, yeah. like somebody coming and staying a week at the motel. No, it was it was mainly people coming just for a night, and it, it was. They're driving uh, to Vegas, or they're going to drive up to Salt Lake, and they got started a little too late, or heading down to, to Colorado because uh, I-70 connects down there. I-80 is up north. I-70 is down that way. But, yeah, it would just be kind of a spot where people would stop over for the night and come in and, and pay the rate and... I mean, Motel 6 isn't known for being a, a high, exclusive, fancy uh, motel, so the expectations weren't high, I guess. I'd, I'd make coffee before I'd go home at like 2 or 3 in the morning for the next day. I'm trying to remember everything. It's been a while, but yeah, some people want to sit and talk. Some people didn't want to talk at all, And but yeah, a lot of different people obviously showing their IDs, and they were from all, all across the, the country, which was kind of fun, but it was... Uh, it's yeah they just don't know how to pronounce the town where are we you know how <laughs> close am i to wherever i'm going and uh, it was an interesting summer I'll, I'll say that much that yeah that south freeway interchange where there's a lot of motels and restaurants you know some people would if they were staying just for the night just to get up and drive more the next morning would never even see where we spent all our time when you weren't at work there's no houses well there's houses there just north of the freeway now but 
Yeah, the time they were warned, yeah. It's no. just a commercial area. So you, you'd pull off the freeway, go to the hotel, maybe go to Subway. I mean, there's some more stories you could tell about Subway. Yeah, I, I, I worked King. that south side. I had uh, I worked at the, the truck stop, the flying, or not flying chain. Oh, yeah, Circle uh, C, man. I, I worked at the Circle C truck stop before oh, I went to, uh, before I went on my mission. Then when I came home, I worked at the motel. And somewhere in between there, I guess it was before Circle C, I worked at uh, Subway. So over there at the south end of town, I had it pretty much covered on, on lockdown, but... Um, it was built, yeah, that whole area and interchange is really built for uh, travelers to come in. Even now they have a, a RV park out there. Um, still have some of the hotels there, motels, whatever they are, and, and restaurants, uh, fast food places. It's it's just there for a quick get off and get back on the freeway and, and don't come driving through town because, I don't know, there's there's probably nothing there for you if that's what you're there for. Uh, on the other side, you do have the Flying J, and there's some other st- truck stops and, and gas stations going in now that, that weren't there, and there's no, uh, I think, Holiday Inn Express. Is that what it is? So there's some new stuff popping up. It sounds like we're the, the commerce <laughs> commerce people of Nephi, but Nephi's changing. That's what I'm saying. Going back, you know, 20-plus years ago, it, it did look different, but, yeah, it's just a, a pass-through town. Um, I like the, the line where he talks about, I'll go and show him that the world stayed round because uh, going back to how he mentioned previously that Nephi might as well have been from the 60s. Like, not a lot was changing there. A lot of the same mentality, philosophy, people, families. For Brandon leaving a small town and, and going out and going to do this, one of the things in your back of your head is go show him that there is progress in the world. Go show him that the world is round because it very easily... Uh, could have just stayed the same. And, you know, I'm not going to get into the flat earthers. We're not going to go down that, that, that conspiracy hole. But uh, it's just showing a different mindset of there. there's more out here. There's more to this. Uh, go and show them. For and those of you who have never seen the ocean or set, set one foot on a velvet bed of sand. I uh, I was talking to a guy the other day. I'll leave names out of this. Uh, but it reminded me of that. And his father-in-law lives down that way. I'm not going to say exactly what town but either in the Juab County area. And this guy's going to go take a trip and take his family, and they're going to go uh, out for a month and do some exploring uh, back on the East Coast. And his father-in-law was just baffled and couldn't figure out why would you want to do that? Why would you leave and go do that? And it was just go get some experience. Go show the kids, you know, different that side of life. That the world is around. That there's other things going around, yeah. And he just is just baffled on why you would want to do that when you could just stay here and, and live here and, and just have your kids have a summer here he's gonna go show them you know that the world the world is round so uh it just kind of reminded me of, of those phrases of never step foot on a velvet piece of sand and and go show them the world's the world's round so i think a lot of the themes um, that brandon writes and has talked about haven't necessarily changed it might have progressed and in his head i think they're still there and he's still trying to to express them and i think this is it's shown an early sign of that, of go out. There's a lot more to the world than what's in Nephi, and he's going to go out and prove it to people, and, and to his credit, he did. Uh, it gets now to the point where one of the connections I made with Bling, where we talked about fire and water. I mean, the song's about a river, so there's the water is a big component of it. But then he says, you better run for the hills before they burn. Fire makes its first appearance, Derek. And I think... Personally, I think it's just to make a connection to the the previous song, because, you know, we've. T- I think last time we talked about this, we talked about how 
how the West Hills would catch on fire sometimes <laughs> and you could see it glowing from town and the firefighters would come and stay and sleep at the ball fields and you'd see them at the restaurants and stuff. And we'd be, worried, Motel 6. we'd be worried that, you know, the whole town would smell like smoke and, you know, there's some connection to, to fires, but he's telling, you know, if this is the ringmaster telling him to run for the hills before they burn, well, first of all, it doesn't make sense. Why would you run to the hills if they're going to burn? I mean, if, if you want to, I don't know. It it was a weird one for me, but it was a connection to the fire. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, in, in my mind, and we have talked about, you know, Canyon or whatever, we catch fire and stuff. I think it's uh, it's it's make it go now before you can't. And we talked yeah. about Once in- Once it burns, uh, you won't be able to go. Yeah, you won't be able to go. You might be working down at the NRP, again, going back to the pressure machine stuff. There's a certain point in your life where you're kind of trapped or locked somewhere. If he was to wait till he got older, maybe he has a serious girlfriend, maybe you start having a family, you have a full-time job, you have responsibilities that you can't leave. So I, I think it could be something to the fact of, man, get out and do it now before you can't do that and, and watch the hills burn. So if you don't go now, because I've always wondered that too, like why not just wait the extra couple of years till you graduate and then you can go do whatever you want. Yeah, In theory, you know, you're an adult, whatever. Uh, but I think maybe his personality and mindset was, you know, not, I mean, we see him on tour now. He's not one just to sit around and just wait or just collect the paycheck or whatever. He's kind of, they're always working on an album. Yeah, let's just wait till the next album comes out to do another tour. Now, yeah. They're, they're, now they're, we've done. They're touring, they're doing dates, they're adding dates. So I'm guessing that's Brandon leading the charge. I don't, I don't know Ronnie or his personality that well, but um, even from other band members that have talked about it, I think it's, it's Brandon that's the one pushing to keep working, keep doing more, keep going. So... I think this is kind of showing that mindset or mentality of you better get out to the hills before they burn or like get out of Nephi before you can't and you're trapped here and you're working at the rubber plant. Earlier where the man in red told him about the beautiful sound of the leaves falling now tells him, listen to the sound of the world, don't watch it turn. It's like, go, come with us as this as the circus leaves town, come with us. Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> and, it's going. Uh, come, come see what's, what's going on outside this two-star town. Yeah, I think it's the same as it's, you know, get out. You can sit here and watch what's going around in town and nothing changes, nothing's new, or, or come out and experience life, experience the world, and, and watch the world turn. You know, it's it's exciting. It's it's something new. It's something driving you to go have passion to do something instead of just settling and doing what everyone else is doing. As a counterpoint to what I just said, <laughs> a lot of times in this song when I felt like it was Brandon's dad talking to him, and this is one of those points because, and when we talked about Bling, it's kind of painted as him hitting rock bottom and making his way higher and higher out of the fire. And now we're talking about it's a long, long, long way down. You know, he's been to the bottom and he's worked his way out. And now he sees his son wanting, you know, they left, they left Henderson to get to Nephi to get away from the influences of Las Vegas. Now his son's 16 and he wants to go back there. And you can, I can only imagine his dad being worried and having this perspective, hold your head up high because it's a long way down. I just want to show you what I know and catch you when the current lets you go. To me, the river is wild is not Nephi. Nephi, that doesn't describe Nephi. It describes the world that's, you know, rushing and moving on without Nephi. And he's saying, when the current lets you go, I want to be there to catch you. It's a long way down. <laughs> it's a long way down to Vegas. It's a long way down to where I got myself out of. So anyway, I just wanted to share that because I think it's, I'm tying bling to this song as well. And I, I can't help but see it in those, those lyrics that 
the same thing that just or the reverse of what just happened in Blaine. Yeah, I think you're I think you're 100 right on that. If you if you take this ride, he's leaving town. He's getting out of town, and this river metaphorical whatever is taking this wild ride's about to happen. And I don't know if this is right back from the perspective of after he made it big and has been on this whirlwind tour and becoming a musician and all that, or if it's just leaving Nephi, going to Vegas. It, it, I've said it before, there can be two different cities and places to live, really. And it is going from like this dull pond or whatever you want to call it, gentle, no wakes, just kind of every day's the same, to uh, a wild place where, you know, every twist and turn's a little, a little different and it could be exciting or it could be trouble. And if you think about a, a river or currents and things like that, I mean, there's times where the it's kind of just peaceful pushing you along, and then there's times where you got rocks or, or drops or, you know, twists and turns or whirlpools where you get stuck. There's all sorts of things with a with a wild river. And I think a journey from, from a young man's perspective of getting on out, leaving and going, following this river and seeing what's going to happen is, is what we're in the midst of. And I think you're probably right there with the concern of a parent. I've often wondered kind of what the spark was or how it all went down. I don't know that we'll ever know of when Brandon... Because we've, we've talked to people, we've talked to friends, we've had Adam in here uh, that's coming up in the song. And we've all talked about how Brandon just wanted to get out. He didn't fit in. It wasn't his thing. He wanted to get out. So um, I'm guessing for years, ever since he probably moved to, to Payson and to Nephi, in the back of his head he wanted to get back to Las Vegas uh, for whatever reason. And so I don't know how many years he was pitching this to his parents to the point that they said, okay. Uh, but it would just be very tough for a parent especially with a kid at that age, they're pretty impressionable. They're still developing. It's a time when, I mean, you can make a lot of, a lot of wrong, wrong choices in the, those late teenage years that can affect you for your whole life. So to have Brandon there and you brought the kids to this place for safety because you don't want these outside influences to affect them or, or things that you've seen uh, going on in Vegas and stuff to affect them to actually come to the point where you say, okay, you can leave, you can go do this. I don't know how that all went down. I'd, I'd be very interested in knowing that whole backstory because I'm sure it's fascinating. Just out of pure curiosity to say, okay, you can go live with, with uh, your aunt down in Vegas. Uh, just watch out for the pitfalls. Watch out for, for some of these currents and things because it's not all bling, right? There's, there's, some, <laughs> there's some, hard, some hard parts in the road and, and in, the, in the river. And if we go back to, to pressure machine, I mean, kids got hit by the train. It's not safe anywhere. I mean, bad things can happen anywhere, even though they're not supposed to. So maybe they came to the point of, we've raised you, we've taught you right from wrong, go out and live your life. I don't know. But it's just kind of an interesting part of the story and of the start of this journey of, of that being that, you know, pretty young guy going out to kind of live on your own. I mean, you're still with your aunt and stuff, but it, it would be a, it'd be a tough spot for the parents to be in as well. One of the reasons I love this song it's just upbeat and it's a rocking song. And we talk about Nephi. I don't think he perceived it as a wild river. And when you contrast it with a song like terrible thing that also talks about water, Nephi, it talks about, it's so slow. And I close my eyes, think of the water down at the salt Creek when we were young. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. It's like the complete opposite. It's, that's a song about Nephi and about, you know, it's, a, it's about a lot more things than, than this one. But when you contrast those two songs about Nephi and rivers or creeks and just the 
yeah, just the contrast, just the difference there in the sound of it and the tone and the way they make the way it makes you feel. Yeah. I don't like terrible thing. It doesn't make me feel good. No, <laughs> I love this song. I don't think it's supposed to make you feel good. I think one, yeah, one's definitely getting. Yeah, it's out. meant to make you uncomfortable. One's getting out of town, and one's being stuck in town. It's a lot more exciting to leave town than be stuck in town. Apparently, in Brandon's eyes. So we're going to end this part one of this river is wild, and we'll pick back up next time on part two. We haven't made it very far, but we're getting deep, and we want to help you tread water with us in this wild river. We we knew it would be a long one, so uh, this doesn't happen too often, but. Like you said earlier, we want to do it justice and, and not cut things short. So let's, I think we can do it in two. We'll see. That's another episode down. Lonely Town.